0: Hello, and welcome to the second episode in our series on reimagining capital projects, a podcast that explores the influence of evolving technologies on the construction and capital projects sector. The series is hosted by myself, Ona Merku, and Colin Mann, both engineers and digital consultants within PwC's Capital Projects Practice. Today, we'll be discussing the impact and future of the Internet of Things, or IoT as it's commonly known, within the construction sector, and I'm delighted to be joined by Alex King, an IoT expert and a director within GE Digital's UK practice. So Alex, it's probably best to start at the beginning. What exactly is IoT?
1: Yeah, so it's it's a really interesting question. It's one of those um, nebulous sort of terms that you hear all the time, but actually getting people to nail down what they're talking about is quite quite difficult to do. Um, So I think the best way to think about it is probably to think about it in terms of three big trends taking place. Uh, the first one's increased connectivity. Um, the second one would be around growing data availability. And then thirdly, there's the increased availability of uh, cheap computing, really driven by, by cloud computing. And it's those three trends together that are driving changes that we see, see more broadly. Um, I think it's also important when you think about this to think about it in terms of as, a, as a journey. It's an iterative process. It's not a, a kind of a, an answer or a set of to uh, uh, explicit solutions. It's, it's an it's a ongoing process where we we iterate and, and develop new things using these technologies. And I think particularly in the industrial space, um, rather than the consumer space, uh, it's really driven by thinking about increasing efficiency and, and getting more out of your assets. So it's not just about why do things break, I don't want them to break, but preventing them breaking before they break getting more out of them when you're using them, and then changing your processes and how you manage your, your staff and, and team around those, those assets.
0: For me, I, I agree, I'd agree with a lot of what you said there. Um, for me, IoT is about driving insight and transparency across the process and the business as a whole, really doing more with less um, through a connected network of assets, as you said. Um, Colin, in our last episode, we discussed the current state of technology within the construction industry and how it's evolving in general. Albeit quite slowly, we'd all agree. Um, do you see IoT playing a prominent role in this evolution going forward?
2: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think it's hard to to know when IoT will start to gain traction in construction. Um, and I think some might say that projects need to get a better grip of other technologies and other data sources first. For example, building information modeling, which we discussed last time. But I don't think this should hold up IoT implementation. I, I and I hope that it doesn't. Um, I think particularly to Alex's point around connectivity I think that um, construction continues to suffer from that from that poor link that weak link between the site and the project management office and anything that IOt IOT can do to speed that up to automate that even um, will really start to you know gain traction in the industry
0: yeah I, th- I think that's really interesting the poor and absent um, link across the sector as a whole um, recent studies We've, we've, we've seen here uh, suggests that 70, 75% of capital projects uh, run over budget and 20% of that spend would be due to errors, or foreseeable errors, should we say, within, within the process itself. Um, Alex, um, could IoT exploit this going forward within the construction industry?
1: I mean, I think it definitely could. It's, it's definitely somewhere we've found a slower rate of progress or, or less interest um, than, than some other sectors. Um, partly, I think, due to how complex it is. You know, there are many moving parts. There's a high degree of human involvement, and that inevitably adds uh, complications and, and always the opportunity for for human error. Particularly when you consider how many different actors and um, firms and organisations get involved in a, in a given capital project. So I think really the the, you know, very much to, to Colin's point, the, the way that you'll see IoT benefiting these these industries is through that iterative process, is through taking these new uh, technologies and these new opportunities that are driven by increased compute, increased data and increased connectivity to provide new ways of working, not just individual solutions, but actually changing how you operate and how you think about running these sorts of projects.
0: Yeah, it's really interesting. So in your view, what are some of the, like, the key benefits that can be taken from this, such as um, real-time insights into projects?
1: Yeah, so I think one of the things that you, that you are often surprised about when you actually look into how some of these processes work is how little visibility you have into what goes into a project and how people operate around that. And that's not just a capital uh, projects issue, that's much broader. You see that in manufacturing, you see that in, in many, many different industries that sometimes you just can't see what's going on. And so the first thing is really to, to get visibility. And we often talk about, you know it, it's the three stages. You get connected, you get insights, and then you get optimized. And that mindset of starting off with being able to see what's going on on the, on the site, being able to see when things are arriving, what they are, allows you to better understand how the site's working and then from there then optimize but it's it's a journey it's not kind of a single single solution where you can just go straight from there
2: yeah i mean i, th- I think i would agree with you i i like the visibility point and also understanding what is pretty much what is about to happen as much as what is happening um what we still see today on a typical construction site is a key piece of plant will break down and then that becomes the latest fire for a construction manager to fight and and they kick into plan b around that um, and, and really in this day and age, I think you'd have to argue that that's not good enough. It's, not, it's, not, uh, it's too late really if you're, if you're working to resolve a, a piece of equipment or a piece of plant that's already broken. Uh, I think if IoT can um, help to forecast and predict that, you can take away that problem altogether. I mean, imagine if every key piece of plant that's operating on your critical path was, was monitored and you can predict when it was going to fail. Just think about how, how effective that would be in terms of speeding up your project.
0: It's, it's really interesting because one, one of the standout examples I feel in IoT is um, what's one of the major um, farming manufacturers are, are doing in, in the US where they're applying driverless, driverless technology on their tractors, on their combine harvesters to sort of predict crop yields and facilitate the management of these crops in a more efficient manner um, to drive greater yields across the industry. Um, Alex, um, have we seen any sort of really standard examples within sort of capital projects or parallel industries, for example?
1: Yeah, so I mean, there's a few examples I could think of that would be interesting. And they don't have to necessarily be as kind of futuristic as, as autonomous vehicles. You know, there are, there are sort of simpler solutions that are driven by IoT that are interesting and change the way a firm and, and an industry operates. And a great example we would have is a, a, a toilet manufacturer that we were working with. Um, One of the things that you don't think about when you're going to stay in a hotel is that if the toilet breaks in in the room, that room's out of action. And for the hotel, that's seriously expensive. That could be a night's night's, uh, bill for a customer. Or actually, if they're they're full and a customer has to go somewhere else, that, that has big consequences. And so the ability of the toilet manufacturer to see the condition of the toilet, what's working, what isn't, and effectively the state of the room in the hotel... And they could operate how they service those differently. So they have, you know, in, in metropolitan areas, they could have their service staff turning up at the hotel saying, "Hey, we think this this uh, particular toilet's going to have an issue. So before you put the next uh, the next resident in, we'll go and fix it." And that made a massive difference to them and to their to their customers about how they they operated their assets. So I think there's there's lots of examples like that across the board,
2: but they they can be quite simple. It's just about taking those
1: those trends and using them.
2: Yeah, it's, it's interesting because we, we often speak to our construction clients about learning from other industries and we tend to point them towards manufacturing, automotive type industries. We, we haven't typically pointed them towards the toilet uh, maintenance <laughs> industry, but, but I think that we should start doing that.
0: So um, moving, moving on from the toilet discussion, um, RFID tagging um, has been used a lot in tying in with BIM on site. Is this an example of where uh, technology investment is uh, really valuable?
2: Yeah, I think definitely. I think this is one of the areas where, where the benefit is going to be greatest. I mean, we've talked a bit already about uh, the benefits of predicting mechanical failure. And, and I think it's quite easy to perceive the the return on investment of, of not having a piece of kit break down when, when it's critical to you. Um, but another key benefit is this integration point and being able to integrate what I would term as fairly static data, which is your your design data, with that dynamic data of what is happening, whether it's that's with um, key key pieces of plant or key material. Um, for example, we've recently created a, a, a crane optimization application which connects that BIM, that design data, with scheduled data so you can optimize how those cranes are, are planned and, and scheduled. And that's, that's useful, that's incredibly impactful, but um, you know, to really take that to the next level, we'd want to understand how those cranes are scheduled and, and operating with respect to your live logistical supply chain, where, where your steel and where your, um, where your material is today and is that you know, is that all working in harmony? I think that's where the, the biggest gains are going to start to be seen in, in construction.
0: That's interesting. So building on that point, are capital projects and the construction industry coming at this problem from the right angle? Should, should we be using, say, for example, large capital projects as drivers to innovate and drivers to test these types of technology going forward?
1: So I, th- I think it's complicated. I think there's certainly a, a space uh, to use these technologies and it's important that they are adopted in these projects, particularly given how long they're going to be in place for. You know, when you build a big capital project, you're not planning on replacing it in, uh, in the space of just a couple of years. That being said, you know, sometimes the discussions we have with, with uh, firms looking into this space, IOT can be used as a, as a way of avoiding solving um, process problems so it's, it's you can't cheat, you can't just sort of say, "Oh, we'll tag everything, and that will resolve bad process, but that being said, you know <clears throat> the the world's changing, these technologies are changing, and if when you install large capital projects, you don't um adopt these new technologies and and take them into account when you're putting these things together over the five ten fifteen twenty year horizon you're going to have these big monolithic systems that we've been stuck with in the past that are not flexible and not adaptable to to the changes that are occurring already. And so it's very important to, to embed that flexibility. And I think on top of that, the, the additional piece that, that's worth bearing in mind in this space is the cybersecurity implications. I and mean, when you look back at a lot of historical projects uh, and, um, and, and just general use of technology, we've installed lots of systems that we haven't necessarily fully thought through what the consequences of that is, or have a full awareness of what systems are in place. And those can serve as attack vectors from a cybersecurity perspective. Um, trivial examples are things like uh, fire alarm systems that, that people don't tend to think about because they just think about their computers and their network. And actually they're really important in terms of, in terms of securing um, uh, the, the sort of facilities. Um, so I think that's a very important thing to consider as well. And actually by, by using modern technology and thinking about it fully, then you protect yourself better against the cybersecurity concerns.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's clearly a, it's clearly a, a challenge. I think that um, two challenges there, the cybersecurity issue and the need for people to actually change how they operate are, are, are two big challenges to, to anything like this. Um, and certainly we can take lessons from the BIM program as well. So what we've clearly seen there is that there's a lot of challenges to that program, but having high, high profile projects being seen to realize benefit from it really helps to drive broader adoption. And HS2, you mentioned, it's a good example. They're, they're clearly very hungry for innovation. They really work hard to um, truly you know, really promote innovation in, in UK construction. Um, but you know, to your point, I do think there is scope for, for a greater focus on how IoT can drive benefits into these programs.
0: Yeah, I, I think we'd all agree on that. And I think that's a really positive place to leave this discussion today. Um, my thanks both to Colin and Alex for their insight. And thank you all at home for listening. We will be back next month for more discussion and debate on all things technology. And in the meantime, should you wish to learn more from us on harnessing the benefits of technology and on reimagining capital projects, please visit pwc.co.uk forward slash reimagine. Please subscribe to the series to get all our latest episodes. And don't forget to rate and review. So until next time, thank you all for listening.